Welcome to a Drop Tent Media Production. Hey, Seriously Dad, today we're talking to New York comic Alan Massenberg. He tells us about being a dad, a young dad, changing his life, being there for his daughters, and always having the tough conversations. Seriously Dad. Father comedians out of Philadelphia. Seriously, Dad. Dad. Seriously, Dad. Seriously. All right, we're here with another episode. I'm so excited for today's guest. Uh, we got Alan Massigberg. Alan the Great Mass via New York City right hey. now, getting some Great. French toast on the way. You door dashing <laughs> that? What are you doing? No, the restaurant is like two doors down. Just go get it. Uh, okay, nice. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. All right, well, make sure you bring enough to share, and you can just send that via UPS. Uh, We'll look forward to that. Dude, I'm excited because I love uh, I love watching your stand-up because I relate so much because you talk a lot about your daughters and yourself, and those are things that I, myself, and I know and I know Albert does as well. And so, yeah. like, it was super exciting to just have someone, like, in our in our range of age, and, our, and I'm going to use that loosely because I'm probably older, uh, but I'm going to pretend. You're definitely, you're right definitely older. You're definitely. <laughs> Thank you for that. That makes me feel so good. Um no, but I mean, I like, I mean, you have a 15 year old and an 11 year old, right? Yeah. I mean, like that, like, does that blow your mind at some point that you're like, I, cause you don't look old enough to have a 15 year old. Bro. It's, it's so crazy to me. Like I think about it. Like I, I had her when I was 19, you know what I mean? Oh, shit. Like 19, my first year of college. And like oh. when I'm 89, she's going to be 70. Like we, we're going to be old together. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to change whose diaper? You know what I mean? Holy shit, I didn't think about it. So you, you, wait, so you you had your daughter, you were in college. Yeah, my first year of college, yep. Freshman year of college. And you stayed in, did you finish college, do the whole deal? Yeah, so like, I I stayed in college because like, so like the woman I had my daughters to, she had had another daughter already. So she was like already doing like her adult thing. So for like, for her, it was just like, well, I just got another one. For me, it was like, all right, you, you, you handle that. Let me just finish school. You know what I mean? But I only, only did two years. I got an associate's degree, so I didn't do four years. I did two years of school. But you completed. You com- You know what I mean? Like, you didn't yeah. let that completely stop yourself and what you were doing. And that's cool, because now you're doing a thing where you're chasing your dream, but you're also being mindful about being available and being a great dad, right? I mean, that's something that's important to you. Yeah, that's the number one thing in my life. Like, that's the number one number one thing. Like, I, like my, my kid, is, comedy is number one thing for me, but, like, having kids like it's just the beginning of everything you know what i mean it's just like yeah. i don't know like without them i wouldn't even have any jokes you know what i mean it's like that's like that's where i get most of my material from they're like, they're like, like your lifeline right they're, yeah they're like it, i can't even, like i tell them like what, they understand what i do for them like i feed them and i give them a place to stay but i tell them all the time like what they do for me like they help me get in touch with who i am and open up and learn myself oh. too so it's like i need them just as much as they need me you know what i mean so it's like I, I I hear that because I, I remember when I had, you know, we both had children out of wedlock. I was 15 years older than you when you experienced that or something like that. But uh, one of the biggest fears I had was I don't want to be a shitty dad. Yeah. I don't want to be a half-assed dad. I don't want to be, you know, six months of the year I'm great and the other six months it's like, where's dad? I hope he shows up again. My dad's kind of a loser. Like that was my biggest fear was that I was going to be bad at it. Yeah. But you probably felt a little bit, but you you're crushing it. I, listen, bro. I wasn't always a good dad. Like, I'm, <laughs> like I tell my oldest daughter this. Like, the first two years of her life, like, I was nineteen, twenty. I was, I wasn't like there, there like I am now. You know what I mean? Like, me and her mom, we we weren't together. So it's just like, like, shoot. I, I had my daughter in Lancaster. Like, I had moved back to Philly after she was born, like for a couple months. Like, I was, I wasn't a great dad. And I, I tell her that so she can appreciate me now. I make sure I tell her that, like, yo, I ain't gotta be here. I could go back to. <laughs> I mean, but so many people. But so many people at that level, you would have seen how many people, guys out there that were at nineteen, had that, and then even after two years, just kind of rode the train. I have a couple friends I've talked about that had kids when we were young, seventeen, eighteen, and then they didn't own up and they didn't. I think sometimes, you know, guys, we can, you know, we can get away with doing stuff like that. So to go back oh. after two years and say, no, I got to correct, I got to course correct. I mean, those are things that that's life. Life well, is you're- learning. Your conscience will eat at you. If you, I feel like if you're, if you're not good at being a dad and you know that you can do, like there's times when I know I could have done better in a situation, 
that shit will eat at me for like a week, you know, until I get a chance to correct it. There's my air quotes, correct it. Like, I, not not putting all in and not being in the moment. There's times when I'm like, you know, you probably really shouldn't answer that email and got stuck in your phone for those 15 minutes you were with your girls. Like, that'll ha- that'll haunt me for a period of time because you, you're not going to get that time back. It, it's gone. Yeah. Wait till they start telling you to get off of your phone. Dude, I had my daughter. It scared the life out of me. She's like six. And, you know, she she came by the other day and she had now a fake phone. It was a looked like an iPhone. And then she's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, my God, she's modeling what we're showing her. So it's like, oh. you know, it's one of those things. It was a moment where I was like, wow, like that. She's modeling what she's seeing. So for her, it was like playing mom or playing whatever. And that's so it was like a moment for me. where I was like, wow, we got to like start doing like hey no no cell phone sunday nights no yeah. you know i mean we always say like two hours before bedtime you know they got to be off a of screen but like still we could do more you can always do more though and what does she say alan when you're like yo daddy used to be an asshole or i'm <laughs> sure you don't say asshole but maybe you do does she she understand well she's old enough so she gets it yeah, she yeah. understands what that means and no, my, my kids, but my she kids, didn't even they, they get it they, they get what i'm saying and they know i will never be an ain't shit dad like I was those first two years of my daughter's uh-huh. life. Like my, my youngest daughter, she don't know nothing about she all she know is good dad. Like she don't she's never nice. seen that. Good for you. you know I mean so but I make sure I tell her like listen to your big sister. She didn't know like daddy don't gotta be here. Like I I could leave. But you know I, I just be playing I joke around with them like all the time. Like they understand comedy. So it's like I say some wild things. People be like you said yeah. yes they yeah. they write jokes themselves. So like it's cool. Like <laughs> Yeah, my I've noticed my daughter upper game and sarcasm already, uh, and I think that's just a byproduct of being around me and my wife too. But yeah, no, I mean you're right. I mean my dad. I wonder if it haunted him. Like he wasn't my dad. They my parents divorced when they were when I was two, so I don't have any m- memories of them mm-hmm. together. And yeah. then he kind of was like doing his own thing, trying to figure himself out. But he distanced himself for most of my life. So I wonder if that I feel like that haunts him now that we're back together and we have a relationship. I wonder. I if, guarantee. I guarantee. You, you know does. what I mean? I, gar- like I guarantee. I guarantee you it does. For sure. I guarantee you like missing out on like the certain moments and the inside jokes and that he wasn't there for. And like when There's you're no two or three, you it. get away with it. I like I would argue that your older daughter probably has very slim memories yeah. of anything yeah. no. unless there were something major. And then now she's got 13, 12, 13 solid years of uh, of of great dad. But so let me ask you this, Alan. This is a question I have for you. One, did you have like an awakening when you were like, I need to be better at this? <laughs> and two, I it's like you did a, 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 one, a complete 180. I know you, you travel a lot to make sure you are geographically near your daughters when you are like just tell me like what tell me about how you got there and what it's like now because the travel is a serious thing and my dad was a traveling dad so he would come back and forth so i i've experienced that so to how i got to being a good dad it's like i don't know if we have enough time but like <laughs> so i was like the the two-year time period that i was like wasn't the best dad I wanted to be like a gangster. Like I wanted to be a thug. I wanted to sell drugs. I wanted to do all the kind of things that that's just what I wanted to do. I was in the streets. I was doing all kinds of stuff. So long story short, the crib that I was living in, me and my homies, it got raided, right? Crib got raided. And it was one of the nights that I was at my daughter's house, you know, with her mom that night, you know, and um, my crib got raided and I had nowhere to stay. Like, (laughs) (laughs) So I was already like messing with her mom still. So I was like, you might as well just try to make this work. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, and necessity is the mother of all. Right. Things. It sounds like it worked, right? Everybody <laughs> won. Everybody <laughs> won. But that's it. Like, that's that's where comedy is. Though. That's what I love about like being a comedian. Yeah, you can find a, moments a of, of that. Jokes in that. And then you and then you you cartoon it, you you amp it up, and that's where the comedy lives. And that's why I love, like you said, yeah. like, the girls provide that you know, that ammunition, our life. I love I love that life can take that because now tragedy is just a matter of time before it becomes comedy. Yeah, yeah man. If you talk, but, if you talk to your kids for like an hour, hour, and you just have a verbal conversation with them, that's like twenty five minutes worth of material. Mm-hmm. That's there's a lot of material there. The questions they ask and how they tie things together, and then they ask you a question from two weeks ago with the new information. It's all fun. There's a lot of humor. In My it. daughter rolled in uh, Monday from school, and she's like, "Daddy, I'm hopeless. I need goldfish." I'm like, I'm I was like, I was like, I'm like, what? She's like, I'm hopeless. I need some goldfish. 
I'm like, I think the word is hungry, but I don't know. Maybe you're stress eating, girlfriend. I don't know. Because like she does, my my oldest being autistic, she didn't speak till she was five. So now when she talks, like she's like a foreign exchange student talking. So sometimes she crosses her wires and it's just hilarity. Like it's, it's just so it sounds much like gold. something from Glenn, Gary Glenn Ross. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, it's been a hard day at the office. We were <laughs> we were at a Mexican restaurant and she was trying we were trying to coach her how to talk to the waitress because we were at one where she asked for lemonade, they brought her sprite, and she just started yelling at the waitress. I'm like, Oh no, we don't do that. I said we asked Miss Annette, I think you made a mistake. I would love some of this, please. And then we were at a Mexican restaurant. She was trying to be like, prove to us that she was doing better. And she's like, this is the best Mexican food ever. <laughs> Every time the waitress came over and I'm like, sweetheart, you had you had chicken tenders and fries. I mean, like, <laughs> you, mean you visit me. You know, I was like, you didn't yeah. have, yeah, it's like, <laughs> mwah. It's like Olive Garden when you're, when you're here, your family. No, but I mean, like those moments are like real moments. Yeah, the moments. And then that's it's just it. funny, yeah. like to... To, to highlight that and make them, I like to make my daughter the hero of the joke or make me the butt of the joke or, mm -hmm. you know, it's fun because I don't know if I'm doing this dad thing right. Like, that's the thing. I always no, think, I say, you know, we don't know. Like, my dad wasn't around. I had two lesbians I was watching all the time. How did I know what? That explains God, a lot. You, know, you and I both had that, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, no, like, you know, I didn't have a stencil. I'm sorry. I think I interrupted. I, so, Al, you went from that to 19, right? And then you... Yeah. yeah, house got raided, and then, and then you, just <laughs> you guys stay, were just made at it the work? spot. Yeah, like what? <laughs> so how it worked? This is like I, I don't feel that bad about like because like I was like messing with the mom still, and I was that's when I would like see my daughter when I go to her mom's house, see my daughter stuff like that. So I was like I was like there. I wasn't like just not around. You know what I mean? So but when my house got raided and I had nowhere to stay, it was just kind of like why not try to? We was like let's try to make this. We never were like ever in like a real relationship. We just like we met at a club. We were. I was, we was young. I was new to the area and like, we was just cool, but we still, you know, was doing our thing. So eventually we were like, let's try to make this work. And then that's when my second daughter was born. And then that's when we realized this ain't meant to work. So it's just mm -hmm. like, we've been separated for over 10 years. You know what I mean? Like when that, that revelation, this isn't meant to work. Did, did that hurt? Was that just like life? Was it, we both know what's happening? Bro, and I was, I was so young. Like, I was just so young, man. Like, I didn't know who I was. She didn't know who she was. And by the time we figured it out, we ain't like each other. You know I mean? how, how are you guys navigating the, the co-parenting now? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's always a loaded question. That's always a loaded question. That's not an easy question be, to answer. I'll be honest with y'all because I don't, I don't have much to hide. The reason I'm going to be honest with y'all is because I'm also trying to figure out how to write this for the stage. So, okay. um, All right. We're going we're gonna to work it out. I like that. I like that. So, like... For a long time, we were cool. Like she had a, a boyfriend for a long time, and everything was good. But then, like the pandemic hit, and then things just like I don't know what happened. Like we were arguing, doing a lot of fighting and stuff. So things were like tumultuous for a little bit. But like right now, we're cool. Like we're cool right now. Like we had the soccer game yesterday. Everything was cordial and kosher. You know what I mean? But uh, it's it's like a roller coaster, bro. Like it, it really, it really, it goes up and down. And my dad, well, my dad, like my dad's been a uh, uh, co-parent all my life like him and my mom never were together either so it's like and he always said to me he was like this doesn't stop no matter how old the kid gets and like one day she cool one day she not and it's just what it is man like yep. my, i just gotta my, handle my emotions and how i deal with it my best friend uh is an older guy he's probably 10 12 years older than i am so you guys he's like you know ancient apparently to you guys um, <laughs> but he he was divorced for most of it and i watched him they had two boys and i watched him like really that co-parenting because she was like like a monster and it mm -hmm. was like every other day and still now they're 21 and 24 but like you said it never goes away and i'm watch i watch and he cares so fiercely about his kids and i feel like she was so manipulative with him but he was—he handled it with such grace because you have to. You just have to because it's not about you. It's not about them. It's about the kids. And as long as the focus is there, I mean, you guys know better than yeah. I. I mean, well, I, I always wonder when when the co-parenting thing isn't working. Alan, do you think that it's a? Do you think it's like a, a byproduct of the failed relationship? Like deep down, this person still wants to be with you and part of your life and to have a family with you, and they're not getting it, so they just can't find happiness and they mm -hmm. kind of pick fights and dig when they can or do you think it's just life i know how i feel <laughs> i want to know how you feel about it <laughs> well i had a theory right this don't go for every woman right but a lot of women that i've seen and come across in this situation with a co-parenting a lot of women grow up watching disney movies most disney movies start off and they end with a happily ever after with prince charming 
That is right. So once you break that happily ever after idea, they want to, they, they, some can't handle it. Some try to do everything they can to get it back. Some people like resent you forever because you just ruined that fairy tale for them. So now it can never be perfect for them. You know what I mean? And I think that they, it's drilled into their head since their young age. Like, yo, you're the princess. Live happily ever after. Like us, we don't really get that drilling. It's kind of like, yo, be a boy, be a man and go have fun. You know what I mean? So I think that when we mess up their idea of what their life should have been like, that's when they give us tough times sometimes. That's my theory. But there's no Disney movies that start with a single mother, are there? Like, no, <laughs> not no I will say the, the and then you get the happily ever after. Encanto is the first one that was like bringing in like generational trauma of like this like concept, but like they weren't like that's they got to stick to the script. I mean that's what's yeah, been making them make money. You know what money. I mean? Yeah, it's like but you're right. Like, I think now. we're a product of these stories because oftentimes now as a as a as a parent, you know, because you always think, oh, I'm going to do it different. I'm going to, but like I'm reading the same stories to my kid. I'm thinking like, oh, what am I reading to them? Like, what is like this concept of yeah. Snow White? or whatever all these things i'm like this stuff is is different now and so it's like it's hard because sometimes you just do what you were used to like you yeah. and that's when you get into trouble because you how do you break the generational cycle well that's that's a big question like how do you because i'm more i'm concerned and i don't know alan if you feel the same way and, and ju as well like you know what my girls are watching now is not a nuclear family what alan's girls are watching is not a nuclear family it's a 50 50 pick up, drop off, I live here, my dad comes here. Are, is this going to be their truth in 20 years? You know, when when my daughter starts her family, is it going to be under the same uh, guys that we have now? You know, it's going to be the same exact thing. And I don't know I don't know if I would really necessarily even want that for her. I, I, it's true, I don't know, but I don't know if that would make me happy. No, no, you don't. You don't. Was, you don't want this for your kids. No, yeah, I don't, just be, I don't, be honest. No. You don't want that. You want them <laughs> no, to live. Like no. you want them to live happy ever after with their prince charming. That's one hundred percent right. You are one hundred percent true. Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah, but they're but they're not noticing the, all the logistics, all the things we're worried about. A juggling between stuff. They're not. They're not seeing that. They're just seeing like, oh, I'm excited to get to my dad's house, or I'm excited. To oh, go I bet to this you, house. Alan's girl. Well, Alan, how old are your girls, brother? Fifteen and eleven. Eleven. See, they, so they're seeing it differently. Like, I, I think you're right. At a certain age, it's just like, my dad's here, it's fun. My mom's here, it's fun. We're at this house, we're at that house. But then I think as they grow up, and they also are seeing their other families, they're going, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. My dad, he has to, like, come here, and then he leaves. And Brenda's dad is always there. And I think they start to, I yeah. think it sticks with them a little bit. Yeah, but, I mean, if you're used to it's not like, I think if, if had, had they been together and married, and they were 10 and 14 and they got divorced i was like oh oh that's okay that's a huge thing but for them that's their truth that's and and people are different but now it's like every it's like my daughter came home and, and somebody in her family has two dads and she's just like oh yeah billy's two dads and i'm yeah. like wait they're allowed to say that like i was living in Whitpro, and now these kids are just saying like oh yeah my two dads i'm like oh fuck you guys i waited till i was 18 to tell somebody that um you know so it's like but it's cool i mean it's cool but i think that's the truth i think we're so dive we are so diverse now but i mean that is true like the not nuclear family we're like i mean we're done is norman rockwell really the stencil people are using to say no. in 2023 i'm and that's the thing like we're like that's my my beef was always my mom you know wanted to be a norman rockwell painting for her parents right so she wanted that so bad it just wasn't in her being i'm like dude you're a pollock go be a pollock and go enjoy that and stop trying to put Try, stop what's the quote it's like there's some quote where it's like stop trying to judge a fish on how it climbs a tree right okay I like you that. made that up you never heard you know, that's like dr seuss that's like dr seuss i wish i could take that's an old that. southern saying it's yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. like yeah that's like well, well stop judging a frog the way it hops across a pool like you're like what no, does that even mean no that's great stop judging a fish by how it climbs a tree no no yeah i think we're you're talking about expectations it's father i'm not a father but like yeah i i, I think uh i definitely agree with alan I definitely agree with, like, the, the expectations as a young man was not what we got in Disney. I never associated, I think associated with the woman in this. <laughs> yeah, oh, Disney is not for men. Yeah. Disney is not for men. Yeah, I know. So, that's, but, no. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just my theory. I think that, and, and and I feel like women, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I just feel like they have an idea of a fairy tale that men don't. So when the fairy tale breaks, they're doing everything they can to get that back or that yeah, just bothers them so much. Yeah. Oh. Like us, when the fairy tale breaks, we're just like, well, okay. Like, next, yeah, next there's seven doors. Like, you got other dwarfs yeah. to choose from. Go ahead. Go, go bang the other dwarf. I don't care. Seriously, guys. Seriously. Like, because you're in New York, right, Alan? But you, yeah, you kind of split. You're like a dual citizen, right? Yes. You're in New York and you're in 
What's the, what's the word? Different. It's not bicoastal, but when you're in two states, is it bistatal? What's that word? How do you <laughs> bi- bi-sta- <laughs> do, you, do you have a set schedule or are you kind of based on how you're working? Or Yeah, it's, based, it's pretty much based around my, my comedy schedule. So it's like, I look at the schedule for the month and then we just divvy it up half the time. You know what I mean? Or you don't go through no courts. I'm not on child support, nothing like that. You know what I mean? Like, we, we cool. Like, are we cool? Like, it's, I'm, like my homies That's are on That's how my parents handle it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, I'm, a, I'm a child support guy, so I'm, yeah. I, I envy you a little bit. Like, no, oh. every birthday I just celebrate because I'm getting that closer to being not on child support. You know I mean? like, <laughs> 15, 11, I'm almost there. Right, that's what it is. When you get to 18, it's like everybody's <laughs> celebrating when you're paying child support. Shit. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> and yeah, then so. you travel, right? So you have, how many how many uh, hours are, is your commute? Oh, it's like two and a half to three. Two and a half hours. Yeah, so 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 you you wrap up what you gotta do in in the city, yeah. and then you hop in the ride. I'm out, I'm out. You know what I mean? And then you're dead. Yeah, I, but I got love to drive. I love to travel. This is something I've been doing like all my life. My my mom, like my mom lives in Georgia, and we like we go drive back and forth to Georgia, Philly all the time. So it's like I love driving. It's peaceful. I, I like to write while I drive. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I love it. It yeah. sounds dangerous. <laughs> no, I know what you mean though, but I, it's like I do the speak. I do the speak to text. Speak yeah, it's text. like when I, oh, nice. I I like to check my route and I have my map up and I'm like, um, no, <laughs> I ran McNally. It's I and I live, you know, and I live with my kids. What other life? I'm doing the normal family thing, whatever, yeah, whatever that you. means. Boring, but, uh, yeah, privilege, boring. Family privilege, there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, I'm putting like I I did. Uh, this was the first year that I'm like tracking all my stuff, and I just finished January's like thing i put like 2300 i put like 2300 miles on going to mics and different things yeah. like that and it's like that's that puts a lot of strain like my wife's used to having me in in the house so now we've had to redistribute our division of labor where like i take every morning no matter how late i'm out or i'm the after school guy so like i'm there to get him off the bus i do homework do dinner and like so you just work it out whether i whether her and i are co-parenting as as a married couple or whether we're you were divorced, you still have those, you still have to kind of navigate those waters. I just have to also keep her happy because I'm also her partner, you know? I have a question. I have a question for Alan. Are you currently in a relationship? Yes, I am. Okay. And and is there any crossover beef issues, not enough time with me when you, when you're going back and forth? No. You want to be? No. No, nothing. I'm very honest. It's just my life is what it is. Like I got my kids half the time. And the other half of the time, I'm trying to do comedy, so we can run around these comedy streets together. And I mean, like, mm-hmm. that's just what it is. And if you want to do that, and we can do that, you know. But if you like, oh no, you're doing comedy every day. Well, it wouldn't work. Yeah, I mean, like, it was what I say. My kids in comedy, like, it's like one and two. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. yeah. yeah. I think I think that's I think that there there is a level of like responsibility and even like props to the to the other ladies. I think you know what I mean because it is not easy. Mm-hmm. When, because when your kid, Alan, you're probably like me. When your kid called, like my daughter needed to go to the doctor this week. Drop everything. I'm there. I got to go from here to New Jersey to the doctor to the, yep. back to my. That's like four hours in yep. the middle of a day that, and and my lady has to understand that that has to be done. Yeah. Like there's no negotiation. Could you maybe not go? Could you do it? To- no negotiations. She need you know this little one needs me, and it takes a very strong person to be on the other end of that. To sure. be like, oh no, Albert's going to see his daughter because something went down. So, I mean, to your lady now, props to her for her being able to fit that role and do that because that's not easy at all. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm about to go thank her right after this. You know what? Yeah. You're right. You're yeah. right. Tell, tell her I said so. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's it's a true thing though. But you're you, right. You know, yeah, you're yeah, right. It's, it's really real. Yeah. No, nah, it's not easy because if she if she told me what I tell her, I'd be like, I don't know about this. <laughs> right. Right. There you <laughs> go. Seriously, I think about that a lot. Uh, do you, do you cl- clear any jokes that you tell about your daughters by you run it by them first? It's crazy, right? We're at the point now where they like I'll workshop jokes on them and they know they, they already know when I'm trying jokes out. They already know when they do something or say something, if it'll be a good joke or not. They'll be like, yes, you can use that. You know what I mean, OK, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like but I don't ever like I, my comedy. Like I'm not like a real dirty comic. You know what no. I mean? So it's like my jokes are always in good taste. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, I would never put them in a bad light or disrespect them. They they know that, so I got free reign to do just do do my thing, you know. Yeah, Man. you're one of the first comedians I saw really doing family stuff. Um, I think you've been doing comedy longer than I have. So when I come around, you were you were doing your thing. Uh, I think all your family jokes are funny and very tastefully done. I'll give you props on that. Thank you. And uh, it showed me that like, yeah, you can talk about this stuff. Just you know, do it like Jay said. 
Make sure that your kid isn't the brunt of the jokes. You're not making your kid look stupid. Or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You usually have it fall back on you. Yeah, that's right. Who money. has the power in the joke? That's yeah. that's what it comes yeah. down. Like, right. and, when, and I would do special needs stuff with my daughters. Like I had one joke that I it's not show ready yet, but it's like I, I finally found a way to tell it and not be punching down on something. Yeah, and it took it, it takes a while sometimes because there's something like, Oh, that's really funny, but uh what am I what am I really saying or what you know? That's that's sometimes what I've been. Ah, but I'm new. Like, I'm trying to eat up like watching some of your clips and and just when I see you at POV, I'm like all ears because I really it's nice to see someone doing what you know what yeah. I like to do. We're fans, Alan. We're fans. Yeah. Right appreciate you, man. Well, really, I went up to. I saw as soon as I saw him that we were together at POV for one of the mics, and you were there, and that's kind of like when I came up to you. I was like, oh, I'd love to. We'd love to have you come on and and talk yeah. about that, yeah, which is great. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. I really like, yo, I really try so hard. My goal, right, is any content I put out, I want my kids to be able to watch it. Like, yeah, yeah. 100%. No matter where it's at, on, online, like everything I tweet, I want them to be able to look at it because they, they, they got phones, they're online. If I put it out there, they can find it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that, that, I saw I was... your post today, Dad. Not cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Well, so, okay. Oh so, my God. I you gotta start really... thinking. Start thinking about yeah, it. No, it's serious. I, I've been that. thinking a lot of I had something happen to me. So, I'd been doing a lot of reels and I did this like teacher niche thing where I've been hitting these like teacher summer log and I took kids to Europe this past summer. And so, I was doing like daily like journals of it. And uh, I told one that the the person had like mistakenly didn't know how to turn on the water in France and like kept saying that it was broken. I'm like, are you sure you're just not doing it right? They insisted. So I went out of my way. I got the major idea. I got everybody at the, the hotel to go and check. And it turns out they were just doing it wrong. So I made a reel and I made fun of of oh. it. Oh. And I didn't realize that they had been following me. Oh, wow. And two, kudos to them because they were like 20, 19 or 20. They came to me after and was like, hey, we saw your video and we feel X, Y, or Z about it. And that was like a huge moment for me to be like, oh, yeah, this is this wow. is bigger. And so I have to – and yep. like I'll – be forever indebted to them for for Saving thankfully we had thankfully i conduct myself in the relationship well not not even that like as a human like you just yeah you nobody wants to feel that way or do right. that to someone and as a teacher like i've always I've been a teacher for 18 years and that's a role i take very seriously i don't want to i don't want to break that trust i would never name names but like it made them feel a certain yeah. way and i didn't yeah. i wouldn't want to do that to them or my own daughters you know yeah, i think that's that's good Go, going by i saw been I've been viral a couple of times, right? Hey, and that's we clap when I, for that. We clap for that. Hey, right. yeah, you been viral. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and that's when I realized, I was like, yo, I got to watch what I say because this is going way further than where I think it's going to go. You know what I mean? It could just be a random tweet and it could just take off. Millions of people could see it. And it's like, oh, I would not want my daughter seeing something that I don't want them to see, bro. So like, yeah. it's been like a couple, probably for like three years now. Like I've been like going back and deleting stuff and like making sure everything wow. I put out is so they can see it because like, yeah, I don't want to be up there talking about, man, I was eating this girl's booty and then I was doing this. Like, <laughs> yeah, then you got to go kiss your daughter in the mouth. She's like, nah, nah, Pop, I heard that shit you were doing Saturday. <laughs> you guys, do you guys know K-Mac at all? Keandra Mac? Yeah, she's that's, uh, yeah. That's the she was one of the first person I ever, uh, when I first got a guest spot, she was on the show and uh, she was so sweet to me and it was a two-show night, so in between we had some time to talk and that was her big thing. She talked about how her daughter had to come with her and so it was really right. big for her to right. be able to be proud and everything you're saying, Alan. Like, and and she and it was so awesome to watch her work and to hear just how passionate she was about doing comedy, but also being a, a single mother. And like, I thought that that stuck with me. That was, I was so grateful that I met her when I just had started to have that kind of influence. You know? Yeah. K Mac is K Mac is definitely a beast. Um, but I do. Well, I I realized. Probably a couple November was the first time I actually had my kids like in the showroom with me, like while I was performing. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't get a babysitter. I was like, "Yo, we out!" Like I get, you got to come with me. And they'd been to shows and like hung out in the back in the green room or whatever. But like, this is the first time they sat in the show, and I was proud that I was able to kill my set while my kids could watch the material. You know what I mean? I felt I felt so. I was like, man, I don't even care if people laughing. I was able to do this in front of my kids. Like that's beautiful. See, I would not be able to. <laughs> I, cur- I, I I got a potty. I, oh yeah, my goodness! So he did this joke, and I'm not going to repeat the joke. But uh, <laughs> a woman was audibly like in like shock. It was like a great premise. It was a great thought. But this woman 
was from a different era and was not ready for it. And it was great because <laughs> it was, the joke was sent to desensitize that. The joke was set to, to kind of break that barrier. And it did. Yeah. But watching it break the barrier for her because I was sitting next to her was like, you need that. That's what I love about comedy. It's like yeah. it's showing a side that you might not agree with initially, but our job is to, to show you the side that we think is funny about it. And it was fun to watch that woman so, struggle. I, I know that. exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, so let, let me ask you this, Alan. So you got you, you your kids are like grown ups compared to our kids. <laughs> and um, um, so what's what what is it like when you have teenagers? I'm sure probably someone has a cell phone or an iPad or a, something. I mean, you got to be here and seeing some crazy shit at this point, bro. Like everybody got cell phones, everybody got the internet. So you got to just move as if they know everything. Like, when you can Google anything you want to Google. You can answer any question you you want to answer. Like, doesn't that does that scare the, that scares the shit out of me? As a parent, that, it scares me. So it's scary, but it's also kind of make it easy because it's kind of like y'all know. Like we y'all already know. Like I ain't gotta hide anything from y'all. Y'all know what's going on in this world. You know what yeah, I mean? but uh, Alan, if your daughter was like uh, something happened and you were like, what made you even think any of this was a good idea? If she looked you in your eyes and said. Well, I Googled it like you told me to. <laughs> How would you feel about that? I'm not telling them to Google stuff. <laughs> well, here's the problem. Here's the problem. You got to be, you got to, we got to help them. The issue of the information is there. And the same as a teacher now. Our job isn't to be like some know it all Wizard of Oz. Or not, our job is to help them manage and go through that and know what's what and curate that and know what's BS and what's worth like looking at. That's my fear. Like, like my, like my oldest, she's, she's like, like a sponge picking stuff up but socially she can't sort out what's appropriate and inappropriate and she was running around at one point she we had a note come home that her teacher was saying that she had said she wanted to kill her but she didn't know what it meant she had heard it being used somewhere and i still haven't traced it back i've been going through all her stuff and she's now just repeating what she's hearing and it's like for her it may not like it was just like wow how she doesn't get like and there's no reasoning with her she just doesn't mm-hmm. understand it so like that's what scares me is there's such information out there and my job is to really help them process that you I, know? I think what you said is a really good point i also want to say though that that's got to be extremely difficult to do but we got grown-ups who can't even do that yeah we got grown-ups who will For see sure. something on instagram or you and then that'll be life that'll be the lord that's all it is that's 100 it i mean you can even go to credible news sources if i go look up a story at cnn and i go look up a story at fox same story is going to give me two totally different sets of information so that's going to be very hard for a child to do. It. When you have like, and there's this concept of, have you heard of circular reporting? It's like basically when something that's Fuck incorrect that. gets fed in as if it is oh. truth. Someone cites it, cites something they didn't really read, somehow a reputable source, it squeaks through, and now that becomes right. the message, and now it's almost too hard to undo. Right. And right. that that happens, and like it's like you gotta, how do you, you know, you can't you can't do everything, you can't do all the things. All you can do is when the things come up that you're there for, have a conversation and don't try to avoid it. Like I, I feel like my parents, like we have, we didn't talk about selling, like, we didn't even have the talk. You know what I mean? Like at no point was like I sat down or I think my dad at one point on an every other weekend car ride was like, hey, so you know about sex, right? Yeah. Okay, great. And thankfully, we just sat in silence for the 40 minute ride to his house from the pickup. You were like, I know the concept of sex. Yeah, I was like, I was like, like, I know whatever we need to know to end this conversation. (laughs) But like we didn't have a relate. He and I didn't have a relationship like that where we could talk. So all I can do is hope that I create a, an environment for my daughters between now and then yeah. that they're willing to talk even through the embarrassing stuff. Yeah. Alan, I'm uh, sorry. I was just wondering, yeah, because you're specifically, Alan, are you curating their exposure in certain ways? Is there anything you're doing specifically? Or like, have you had to have, has something come up that yeah. you're like, wow, I didn't know I was going to have to do this. I knew I would have to do this. But something stuff has come up, whereas it's like we had to have talks and stuff like that. I am at a point now. My daughter's fifteen. Okay, when do y'all think that children start to like fight back? What age? Like, do you start? They feel like they start to like fight, like like talk back. Like, like go yeah, to the room. my six year old's doing it. Shit, <laughs> right. So my daughter's 11, fifteen. Eleven, probably eleven. It probably get becomes a real thing. I would right? say like 10, 11, Right. Is okay. that when the transition happens? Oh. Yeah. And my daughter been in that. She's fifteen now. She should be sixteen this year. 
Bro, I've fought so much. I've pulled out so much hair. You can't tell, but I've pulled out <laughs> so much. I'm super chill right now. I'm in a very relaxed place with it. All I can do is teach my kids what I can teach them and guide them how I can guide them. They're going to be kids. They're going to do what they want to do. They're going to go on their phones and look up things that I don't want them to look up, man. Yeah. That's just the reality of it. We, we are humans. We've all done it. We all, right. It's going to happen. So right. I'm just trying not to stress myself out. That's yeah. where I'm at right now. Like I've been going to therapy <laughs> and the lady told me, she was like, Alan, all you can control is you. Like you can't. Yeah control what your kids do you can control how you react to it and how and so that's what i've been trying to do like just not drive myself crazy because they're going to do a bunch of things you don't like <laughs> yep. you know and the, di- and the dialogue like when you talk to your 15 year old daughter do you feel like it sinks in or you feel like depends on the topic like do you she, feel like you guys know how to have a dialogue about that no 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 there is no dialogue it's me talking to her okay okay, okay. She, she's just like i was now i was 15 you couldn't speak to me but i do know she can hear me you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just try to talk as much as I can. She she may say, okay, okay, dad, whatever, what, and not really have a conversation with me. But I, I got to tell her, I know she hearing me. Because I knew that when I was doing the same thing she was doing, I was listening. Because I'm not a complete knucklehead. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's true. Too. It's like, that's why I think like with comedy, sometimes there's a lot of things that translate. Like, you know, if you have a certain crowd and you're like, you know, like, but you're like, well, I got to push through because I know like they're, the, this story matters and they need, we need to get to this punchline in the same way that I'm like, okay, she's given me that she doesn't want me to go into this pit. But no, we, I, I've paid for this time. This is my set. This is what I'm doing. As a parent, hey, this is the situation that happened. She needs to know this. She needs to sit here and whether she's listening or not, she's going to get that piece, you know, that push through. I don't know. That's with the, yeah, with, with the crowd, I try to connect with the crowd. With her, I just like, yo, you're going to get these words. Yeah. <laughs> right, you're going to hear this. That's how I am. I, when I talk to my daughter, I, I know she hears me. Same thing. I know she hears me, but is she like, she, it's not sinking yeah, in. But like you I always go to. in trying to connect. Like yeah, you're trying to connect yeah. whether it's your daughter or the crowd, but like sometimes they're not, you know, they're not going to give it back. And then you're like, all right, well, it's yeah. still, this is, this is. You just don't want your deal. kid to make big mistakes. Yeah. That's big really mistake. what it is. they're going to. Big mistake. Well, yeah, yes and no, right? Like we all, everybody makes mistakes. Big mistakes are like, oh, I drank all this and went and drove a car. That's a big mistake. This is my question for the dads is because I felt like the communication, like Alan's talking about communication, and we've talked about this before, and this is what I wonder, because I, I want my kids one day to be able to come up to me and talk about anything. Yes. And that's when I think all this comes around, right? I feel like Alan's kind of like, I got to talk to my daughter. You know, Albert, you're like, sometimes you just got to just download information. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to hit him with it. Yeah. But it's, yeah, does it get, Alan, especially with the older uh, older kids, does it just get to a point where they're like, they're just going to start holding stuff back and they're really not comfortable coming up to you with bigger stuff? Like, that's what my worry is. Like, this, that's a great this, fucking question. You know bro, what I mean? This, this, what, this the answer to it. And I know I went wrong. When you're raising your kids from day one, you got to shower them with love and attention. Like, that's it, bro. Like, and like I said, I had kids at 19. I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't shower myself with love and attention. Like, how could I possibly shower another person? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I tell my daughter that, like, when I say I go to therapy now and I, I talk to my daughter about this kind of stuff, it's like, I know you're a certain way because I wasn't ready. So like, I got a whole bit of my set about how having kids early, I, in hindsight, I wish I would have waited. Like, yeah, you know, because I wasn't, I, I, if I was thinking, like, if I had a kid right now, when this kid is 15, I know the communication would be different. Wow. That's mm-hmm. why I, that's why I never hold up my dad and I, my dad and I have a relationship now and I I'm not going to hold any of that against him all of those there was a good period of time from like high school through he didn't even meet my wife before we got married like really? there was a good stretch of 15 years where we were not in each other's lives and uh, I don't hold that against him because he had stuff going on where he couldn't be there. He couldn't. And if he was there, he wouldn't have been the best version of himself. And now he's the best version of himself. Right. And even though it was hard and I, you know, look at all the messed up stuff I did. I don't know if that made a difference. But clearly, I wouldn't have been looking at my grandpa's ankle nudie magazines <laughs> at this point. But no, to that point, like, I, you know, you just got to be there and shower them with attention when you are there. Alan, I talked about this about plate appearances. It's not about like the how many how much time you're with them it's about the quality of the time you're with them and they're that's all they're gonna remember yeah okay. i try to be with my kids i tell them like technically they're not with me every day but every day is my day like if you need to like something going on with your mom house whatever you need to come with me cool like, every yeah. day is my day you can be with me every day but like i i do know that now i, I you got to shower them give them 
love attention and communicate with them too. Like I didn't know how to communicate myself. I was 19. I couldn't communicate. How can I teach someone how to communicate? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like, I think it's just, especially when you're starting late to have kids, it's great. I mean, I, man, I got a, I got so much to say about that shit on stage now. It's like, that's pretty much what it's about nowadays. It's like, yo, if y'all could wait, wait, bro. Like I, I had unprotected sex with somebody who I won't even share a beer with. It's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's real. That is real shit. Whoever's watching, that is real shit. Like you, you're doing things that people do when they love each other, right? Hanging right. out, fucking, you're doing all the things people do, but the biggest thing is you don't really Seriously? like love each other and doing all that stuff. And like, you're just going to go through life. Great. It's not going to happen that way. I, we're probably going to edit that Playing one. With but, <laughs> but you, you, it's not going to happen. Let's go that back way. to my granddad. Yeah, and you're going to find yourself in a situation where you're trying to learn how to communicate and you don't even know how to communicate. Yeah. But mm-hmm. what I think is really cool, Adam, Adam, Alan, is you're the example of someone who like saw a hole in your game. You needed to be a better father. You're trying to be a thug and do all this bullshit. And you, you really like turned it around. You, yeah, you went I to did. a therapist. You, yeah. you're driving to see your kid. Yo, there's people who there's a lot of people who won't go through those jump through those hoops to be a good father. So I mean, I'm gonna give you a hats off on that one. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, Thank good you, work, man. bro. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that, man. I appreciate that, man. I I've, I know comedians, man, up here in New York, man. I had one guy tell me, he was like, man, I'm I'm glad to see you going back taking care of your kids. He said. I couldn't do that. Matter of fact, I don't do that. I was like, what do you mean you don't do that? He said, <laughs> I, I, maybe, he said, maybe I'll see my daughter on her birthday. I'm like, bro, like, damn, yeah, you're, not even, you're not even that funny. You shouldn't go see a kid. <laughs> yeah. Go get some fucking material. Yeah, I don't even think I would be friends with someone, bro. I, honestly, like, I don't know if, if someone was like, yo, I'm just a bad father and I not even trying to be a good one. I think I may struggle to even have like a personal relationship with that person. Yeah, yeah no, this you is know? somebody I just seen. Outside the club, we were talking. It ain't yeah, like my yeah, kicking like, it with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of comedians, man, that think that they 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 put their kids to the side. They gonna chase their dreams. Like, nah, man, that karma gonna get you, bro. You ain't gonna go nowhere. Yeah, the world is not gonna give you the dream you want when you got a daughter or a son who has a that you're part of their dream and you ain't in it. You think no, the world's right. gonna give you your dream? Get the fuck out of here after lunch. Well, the the other there's another podcast that's run through Drop Tent called The Weekday Comics. They had Steve Rinaldi on a couple episodes, and he said that he was in a green room once, and a guy said to him, like, because he was talking about, oh, I have a kid now. I'm, like, really thinking I should hang it up. And he's like, dude, your kid wants to see you follow your passion, and they're not going to care if you can't get them the top-tier package when they get married or whatever the thing. Yeah. They want to see you happy, living your truth. And if you can do that and manage those things, then that's then then what's the problem? You know, what's the issue at that? Point? I think that's good advice. Yeah. You know, I don't know. My 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 oldest daughter, she might want to see me fail. She can't stand me. I'll never quit because I'll never hear the satisfaction. You know? Right. I've heard me like I told you couldn't do it, Dad. I told you couldn't do it. That's but you right. walked in. I was four years old. I told you yeah, you had no joke. I told you wasn't funny. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, but you know, the minute somebody would say like. A friend or someone at school would say, "Oh yeah, I saw your dad. He wasn't funny." You know, she would go to bat for you immediately yeah. would she? in the would other she? situation. Heck yeah, would she? I, think, I think she would. Heck she tried. Yeah. She tried to act like she don't it's like. Bad. I know. I know. So why don't you, as we're winding, down, why don't you plug yourself? You got some stuff coming up. This episode is probably going to drop uh, next. You know, I would say probably. End of Mar- March is Alan. So Alan Massenberg always has stuff going. Yeah, on. maybe your website yeah. or anything. March. Yeah, you guys can. Um, Follow me on every social media platform at Alan Massenberg, A L A N M A S S. You can figure out the rest because you'll see me okay. pop up. Okay. Um, yeah, man. Uh, March, end of March. Actually, it's my birthday, March twenty third, end of March. Man, I'm. Uh, I got a little uh, situation with a. That's not. It's not little. I'm not trying to say little. I got a big situation. Okay. So I got good. a big situation with um, a company. They have uh, breweries on the East Coast, and we've been running shows from January to March. You know what I mean? So putting together shows. Like every Wednesday, bro. Like so, it's, I saw uh, you were in like South Carolina. It was the same company. Was that uh, Crooked Hammock? Yeah, yeah. So they, Dude. I was, I flew to Myrtle Beach. I mean, I, I flew Spirits, but it was cool. It was just an hour and twenty minute flight, so it wasn't that bad. You know? <laughs> I, brought my, I brought my own water too. They charge for water, you know. What I mean? So <laughs> he's like, "Yep, that's well, that's awesome." So we'll keep it, keep it. That's called mass hysterical, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, so I ended up like, so I have a company. Like I have a. I have a company called Mass Hysterical where I produce comedy shows, um, I create merch, and it's not just the same comedy merch you always see. I'm going to say it here. I say it every chance I get. I can't stand comedians' merch. It just be like, 
Alan Massenberg comedy. Just like that's who wants to really <laughs> wear that? Like, yeah. bro. So yeah, like I create like funny sayings on shirts and different ideas for different kinds of merch and stuff like that. So like magnets, hats, all kinds of stuff in my company. So like, yeah, I mean, because you can't just do stand up, bro. Like, so you gotta like diversify it somehow. So right, Master right. Stark was my company producing shows and all that. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome, man. You gotta have that, you gotta have that avenues to make to make it. Yeah, know, that's things like I'm thinking about. And and we had done I was nice enough to he was nice enough to give me a guest spot on a show in Lancaster a few months back. And I think now I remember like there were certain like bags with sayings on them and I recall seeing some of them and I was thinking my my wheels were spinning as the one day as I think about doing some of that stuff in the future. Like that's the kind of advice I would I would want to heed and yeah, man. take I, as well. I'm I've made I've made more money on merch at shows than, than I did the, the actual show itself. itself. Like yeah, it's yeah. just if you're funny and people like you, they'll buy whatever you got. They don't care what it is to support you because they like you because you yeah. you, you made them feel a certain way. Yes, that's they know I, I got they know I got kids. They want to help out, so it's just like, yeah. oh, right. still buy watch. your porno floppy discs even yeah. after oh the show. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! TM. No, no, no. That's me. I get to take that. All right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's all you. That porno is, floppy. I'm gonna sell floppy discs like magnets <laughs> in the shape of floppy yes. discs. Oh, that might shit. be. That might be fun. Oh my god! Wow. That that just happened here on this podcast. You just figured that out i would i might regret this alan and i apologize are we ending with bad dad joke i mean good dad jokes sorry are we trying oh, to do it oh, we yeah, don't so have I to do i want to do a dad joke because even if one? we cut this out and do it as a separate clip okay i like doing dad Al, jokes. you got a dad joke for us over there a, a street joke it doesn't have to be original yeah. Al likes to put a spin and be original i like that about i don't him. think the one i have today is gonna work but it's too, <laughs> no, it's too wordy and i think my definitions are off but you got what do you got massenberg Oh, I'm first? God. Yeah, I'll go first. I'll go first. No, I'll go first. I'll go first. Jay's got to go up because he really wasn't doing his dad. Yeah, no, no. I I like this. It's my favorite part. So, like, yeah, so my wife and I, we've been fighting because she says that I never know, like, directions-wise. We're always fighting over the GPS. And, like, she says I don't have a good sense of direction. And I told her the other day, I'm like, you better be careful. Otherwise, I'm going to pack up and and write. (laughs) Yo. It didn't work. I know, I know, because I, I changed the you tense. You fucked it up. I changed the tense. <laughs> you were so excited that you fucked it up. I know. Yeah, we, gotta, we, we can edit this out. And make it, make it. <laughs> no, I don't want to edit it. I don't want, I want every blemish. <laughs> Yeah, that I, I I don't want it. I want I want it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that happened. Right, so I don't I don't know right. if mine works because I, I don't think my definitions are right. What does juxtapose mean? Juxtapose reversed of what you would expect. Okay. So if I were to say like, why did the priest not like um nailing it see i fucked it up <laughs> see mine's so much better already now oh this is amazing <laughs> this is great. why did the priest not like <laughs> look at al right now <laughs> i was like what did i agree just to? wearing it all what no, did i agree to? so wait why didn't we want to start off with this alan <laughs> yeah, yeah, so i don't know we're giving alan time is what's happening alan's in the green room right now he's like all right exactly. where is my french toast no okay <laughs> think was, why didn't my the french toast is getting cold like the juxtaposition of dogs and sex like doggy style why didn't he like it why didn't he like it why didn't he like know. it alan because Robert. missionary is juxtaposed he's into Juxtapose. See, ah, see, it's got something, right? Oh, man. No. Holy crap. <laughs> Can I talk to you guys about yeah. my grandfather's magazine? <laughs> this, this is... Yo! This is, yo. Uh, so, Alan, if, you're, if you were going to be famous, not anymore, but... Uh, so, hey. no, no, uh, Hold on. He ain't get, yo, you ain't getting out of his yeah, alabaster yeah, yeah. Let's go. Juxtapose. <laughs> All right. Um... <laughs> See, we're, we're about making our guests look what really is, good. All right, all right, all right, all right. I've been working on this show for years, and I never get it right. I forgot to do it. I do it now. Okay, what is a slave's least favorite baking ingredient? <laughs> my uh, my white privilege recluses me black, from answering black, this question. Black beans? I don't know. <laughs> Their least favorite baking ingredient is heavy whipping cream. Oh! <laughs> You know what? God damn That it. was the win. That was that was the win. We can't follow anything. Yeah, that's your joke? That's your dad joke? Yeah, I made it up. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That is a good really, Yep. Yeah, that won the dad joke segment. Hey, white dads. Well, don't was, do this. It don't. It's not for you, it's white dads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put that on the bottom of the screen. Like, warning white people, don't fuck that's around. Gonna, I want to see that come around on the merch. I can't wait yeah. that comes Yeah. Around. 
That might that might be an Instagram reel. I might do that on stage tonight. Yeah, and then we can put this up after. I would like that. All right, Alan Massenburg, give us yeah, give us a give us your take on fatherhood. Give us a father gem, and then we're signing off. You get the last word, my friend. Oh Maybe. man, my take on fatherhood, man. It's it's amazing. It's it's so it's great because when you do good at fatherhood, everybody's like, oh, he's doing good at fatherhood. Like it's not really your job. Like it's like. You get like two thumbs up. It's like, like women, it's like you're supposed to. But as men, they're like, oh, yeah, look at them doing what you should be doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but no, but it's great. It's great, yo, man. Like, like I, I tell my kids all the time, I, I learn from them, yo. Like, I, I need them. Like, I tell, I need them. They're, they're my piece. I love it, yo. Like, I, I just love it, man. I get so much jokes from them. I, lo- I lose a little bit of money, but it comes back, you know. So it's, uh, it's good, man. I mean, I don't know. Take care of your kids, people. I, I, I'm happy to say that I'm part of the generation of, of black fathers that that are around. Cause like, all yes. my homes take care of their kids. Like, yes. I mean, we, that's that yeah. old. School. That's the eighties. That's that crack. That crackhead stuff. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I I can I can second that. I'm proud that I'm not a shitty ass dad. Yeah. Man, some bullshit. So, also, I want to thank y'all for having me on, man. This was a lot of fun. Good, thank Yo, you so thanks much for showing up, man. Yeah, I hope to see you. So I haven't seen you in person in a minute. So next time you're around, or I'm in New York, let's catch up. I say that to you every time. I say, yo, when you come in here, hit me up. You know, I'm hit me up. I don't know if I heard that. I'm going to have to check my messages out. I don't know if I heard that. It was in person. <laughs> it was in person. It was okay. in person. I'll be there. I think I'll be there tomorrow, so I'll hit you up. All right, hit me up, bro. Yeah, I'm being serious. I'll be there tomorrow. All, All right, right, man. Well, thanks for thanks for being a part of it. We had a great episode. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank y'all. Peace out. Peace. Thanks, Alan. Yeah, thanks. Good man. stuff, man. That was a good, some good interview, bro. Yeah, that was fun, man. Yeah, you gave us some good stuff there. I like that. It's very good. like subscribe on everything that you see drop 10 on we appreciate it go to drop 10.com now this has been a drop 10 media production